Hello, everyone. The following discussion is a series of interviews with Demon Media's alumni, all in part of celebration of Demon Media turning 25 years old this year. Originally founded in 1996, in the 25 years since its formation, Demon Media has gone from strength to strength and is now enjoying its quarter of a century anniversary. So don't forget to check out the rest of Demon FM's content, as well as the content created by Demon TV and the Demon Magazine. Demon FM. Hello, everyone. It's this old face again. You know who I am by now. Uh, Deputy Station Manager for Demon FM, Reese Bailey. But joining me for this conversation is a very special guest. One of the founding fathers of Demon Media itself, the big cheese, the the Chris Jenner, if you will, of Demon Media. You're doing great, sweetie. It's Chris North. Hello, Chris. Hi, Reese. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. It's it's yeah, I'm here <laughs> still. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> I'm still trying to. There's a lot to take in there. Yeah, the last thing I thought I'd be doing today is making a Kardashians reference. I don't even watch the show, but there we go. Well, um, the, last thing, the last thing I thought we were doing 25 years ago when we started all the face would be this. And the Kardashians, who? I mean, who were they then? Nobody. I know. <laughs> uh, how things changed? I mean, first of all, 25 years is quite impressive. I don't know. I can't. Not sure about other student radio stations, but as I say, 25 years and what Demon has grown into is a very, it's an impressive feat. There's a legacy there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, there's a, you know, stations, not many uh, stations uh, are older. You know, there's, I think, uh, Warwick is like 50 or 60 or something like that, you know. <laughs> Um, but thank God, thank God I'm not sitting in, in the station celebrating 50 years of it. I mean, I couldn't do that. I mean, I won't be doing 50 years of Demon. I'm sorry, just, just putting it out right now. <laughs> well, you say that now, we'll, we'll yeah, see. I, 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 said that, I said that at 18, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of, you know, what, what time... Did you attend Demontre University? What sort of did you study? And uh, tell us a bit about what you do now. I went to Demontre University. I hate saying this. I went, you know, when you do those things on like questionnaires when you have to go through the year and you have to go to where you start, yeah. like, like you have to keep going, well, you have to go further further and further away. Every I'm realizing that, yes. I went to Demontre University. It's, it's not a nice thing. I mean, when you move into different boxes of, of categories, it's not nice either. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the box that I will tick is uh, from 1994 to 1997. Were you born? I was, a, I was born in 1994, yes. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, that's great to know. Okay, uh, so <laughs> that's where I was. Uh, I studied history, single honours, obviously very helpful for my future career. Um, as uh, an agent, a uh, media agent or radio agent or whatever you want to call me. Um, so I'm a manager of presenters, a talent manager. So I've um, worked uh, and run um, a, a quite a big agency uh, and now I do it on my own and look after radio presenters day to day mainly uh, and find new ones, put them on, keep them on. <laughs> that's basically that's the, that's the main sort of, of my job. Nothing to do with history 
whatsoever. No, but I think that's all the more impressive that you did a course in history and yet you've come away from it, obviously having helped found Demon and then this, as you say, this is your career now, you specialise in helping uh, other creatives in the media industry and then sort of perpetuating and helping people get into the media industry and keeping that sort of talent going. Obviously, it's all started with Demon and we've just said it's 25 years old, which is amazing. Yeah. And it, it is, yeah, it's scary for all of us. Uh, for every single year of Demon, it's scary that it's take 25. The fact we got to 25 is, is quite remarkable, really. So having, having said that, then tell us the origin story, the, the fairy tale of, of how Demon Media came into being and the process and, and the trials and tribulations and the triumphs and successes of, of you know, that, that initial startup and that first show going out, if, oh if you can. In, in a sentence, no, uh, I can't. Uh, no, um, origins of Demon Media. Um, I'll, I'll give it from my perspective because obviously I can't speak for everybody else. But um, when I got to De Montfort uh, in '94, um, I went through clearing um, because I didn't get the right grades for what I really wanted to do, which was media and, and politics. Didn't get into my first choice. No offence to De Montfort, but ended up at, at De Montfort and was very happy to be going there and doing history and and uh, but there was no media thing apart from like we had media production modules and stuff so I was yeah. doing that but there was no student media apart from like I would say the newspaper but I, I'd never really done anything to do with uh, the newspaper before or any form of journalism so I I, I wasn't comfortable with that um, so I suppose Demon Media started with what was called the Voice the the student newspaper and like every other university had a newspaper wasn't particularly happy um, in being in uni. I wasn't, you know, I didn't settle very well. I was going to mm-hmm. quit. And then we got to a certain point where the guy who really is the the founding father of Demon, really, is Rob Martin. And Rob stood for um, sabbatical officer. And in his manifesto, he said he, if he won, he was going to start a student radio station. And... That was like brilliant. And he got elected in my first year. And then we had, in the, I was going to leave uni at this particular point, but my mum said to stay on. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I'm glad she did say that because I, I found a little advert in, or piece in the, in, the, in the voice saying, if you want to come and help us start this student radio station, come to the Bowling Green uh, pub. Uh, and we'll have this meeting. And I was really quite a nervous first year and I didn't really want to go to a meeting that I didn't know anybody in there. And But my mum said, you've got to go. So um, I did. And turned up and there was about eight or ten of us sitting in the Bowling Green. But there should be a plaque, uh, a, a blue plaque that says where Demon FM was founded. Well, well, um, well, mention it to them. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we sat around and then... Rob said, this is what we're going to do. We're starting a, a radio station. It needs a name. What should we call it? It, it? Historically, student radio stations need to have the university mentioned somewhere in its title, like yes. URY or URN or URB. Yeah. Or whatever. And so uh, Dave wrote, one of the people there, wrote the Moffat University down a piece of paper. I think he went into working in the press, I think the Times or something, but 
slightly off point, but he clearly knew words. And uh, he just wrote, uh, just threw a line down the middle of it and just went, demon, and ta-da! Lo and behold! And, and, <laughs> and I can use the phrase now because I have got a uh, BA honours in it. Uh, the rest is history. So... Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and that's where we got it. And then Rob said, right, brilliant, well, that's the name. So what do we need to do now? We need to get, <laughs> need to get a studio, we need to get people. Uh, uh, and, that, and then we started it in the October um, of 95. So um, it was quite mental. It was quite a strange experience. Yes. It was the catalyst, I suppose, to where Demon Media is now. And, you know, clearly the, the, the name of the station became quite famous across the country and people knew it. And different universities knew it. It's you know, I know some people don't even realise it's called Demon for that reason, but that's why. That's why. Um, <laughs> and of course, when when I think Montford and DSU were very um, ahead of themselves, actually in in a, in a good way about consolidating the media into 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 a group. And as much as we were a very modern um, student radio station, you know, we weren't Red Brick. We weren't. We were that sort of very different type of vibe to it. The same applies to them starting their TV station and them starting their uh, changing the name of the, of the paper to the Demon and then you know the magazine and, and then yeah. of course now. But so it, it was one of those moments where the station's name just got taken over by all media and it became a really strong brand. And I think it, it, it's known nationally now. So in terms of all of the media, yeah. So, yeah. It's really, really brilliant. And I'm a very proud person to have sat in that very first meeting where that came up. And, you know, it's a legacy thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Owned by everybody who's been involved in any aspect of demon media. I mean, absolutely. You should be proud. It is very much a legacy thing. Done a few of these interviews now and everyone that I've spoken to have said how much it's shaped their uh, university experience, mine included. And it's, it is very formulative as part of your time there because it's this space this experimental space to dabble in as you say now that it's grown into it these three different mediums and see and appreciate the work that goes into it and get your own ideas and creative energies flowing and it's I I can't honestly can't think what my uni experience would have been like without it because it would have just been studying probably and maybe maybe during the can I ask you what why did you join Demon Media? Why, why of all the things you could have done, uh, all the societies and clubs and stuff you could have done? Well, when I first joined, I thought it was going to teach me the ways of the occult. I was like, oh, demon. Oh, some witchcraft. I love that joke. No one else does. Everyone else hates me for it, and I don't blame them, but I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, I mean, my course, uh, I studied media and communication theory and practical journalism, as in, say, like written journalism, mostly for newspapers. And I uh, love my lecturers if they happen to hear this. Guys, I love you. You're amazing. But I do not want to write, do newspaper journalism. I realized going through it. But even, even from my first year, I figured like, okay, so the experience of learning sort of the technical stuff and the other branches of journalism I can learn through the society so yeah that's why I joined I wanted to learn how all these different formats and mediums worked so I'm hoping at some point you know they would coincide with my actual course in hindsight I do wish I'd chosen broadcast journalism now instead of practical journalism but it is what it is 
and yeah, uh, then kind of just as a new member, it was like knowing where to start because there were there were shout outs for people to go on cameras or to host radio shows or you know design magazine layouts, and I was a bit like, well, I I, I don't know, I don't know where do I start, and I just sort of bit the bullet and said, yeah, I'll go behind a camera or something for one session for TV, and yeah, just got to know people from there. And then you just feel a bit more brave to get involved in more things. And yeah, second year I was podcast producer. That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. And then here I am this year, deputy station manager during the time of quarantine or Aguilera, bearing mind, but still here and uh, still enjoying the time. I think think what will come out of this conversation from me and from the other people you speak to, the alumni of the station uh, or Demon Media, is that there is a journey that, that takes place that you don't expect to happen because yeah. you sort of stumble into it, you know, um, bearing in mind that, you know, you're the deputy station manager at the moment, you know, and, you know, I, I went to Montford and obviously not liking it for my first year. The only thing I was really doing was, was I joined the choir. But then to, to, to stumble upon a meeting of, of this organisation that is now being the media, to then in 96 become the station manager. And it was like, how has this happened? Almost have to get elected. I'd be elected. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, <laughs> like, I am the station manager of this student radio station after, like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden you're in charge of people and output and things. And it's like, but the huge, the amount of experience you get from that is incredible. And I don't just mean it as a station manager or a former station manager. I mean it as a person who's been involved in, in, in student media generally. It's, mm. it's an incredible thing. It's something that you don't get necessarily from other clubs and societies as much. You don't get that practical work environment that, that you, you get in, in student media. So it's... Um, it's a brilliant thing, and I'm glad that you've enjoyed yourself there, even though it's probably been a very strange couple of years for you. <laughs> the thing about this year is when I go to job interviews and they give that the usual question they give of, oh, name a time that you've worked, worked, struggled and worked under pressure. I could be like, Denise, I've got an entire year's worth of stories here for you. Do you want to know about working under pressure? <laughs> Sit down. I'm about exactly. to tell you a story. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's really valuable. And I think that it's important that we don't lose sight of that. You know, we we can get to a place where we're quite complacent about Dean Media and we can get to a place where we're very comfortable about the fact that it's been sitting in that university for 25 years. Mm. And I think for DeMotford, I don't mean, I'm generalising here, I'm not specific yeah. pointing anything out, but for DeMotford, it is part and parcel of the, of the furniture of the university now. It sort of is there, you know. It's, yeah. it's anybody would go, oh, Demon, F- Demon Media, Demon FM, yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, move on to the next topic, you know. And it's, you know, it's like clubs and societies. You know, there's always going to be a great football team. There's always going to be a, you know, a netball team. There's always going to be blah, blah, blah. So it's sort of now ingrained into the university, which is ironic because when Rob started it, it, it was very difficult to, for him to be able to get this past the line and, and for it to actually mm. be established. There's a, there's a great story as to how he did that, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it on, on anything official. But it was nothing corrupt. I'm, no, but... I, 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 might, I might actually clarify the point for Rob's benefit. Okay, so, but, but the point, before I say that, it is important to understand that the student experience is obviously one major aspect of, of what people come to university for. Yeah. 
uh, you know, it's in that perspective for a reason. And people have told me that they came to De Montfort because of Demon and uh, and that's really, really impressive. And, and it's a great thing for, for us because it took us several years for it to be established enough, for it to be taken seriously enough by the university to yeah. put it in perspectives. And that also helped, um, it was helped by the fact that we, we pointed out that other universities down the road may be doing the same thing and doing it a bit better because uh, they were more established than us. You know, um, and, and then other student radio stations would come to see our model of how to do it. And then they started themselves uh, after that, as Fly uh, FM is, is an example of that. But I will clarify the point about how it sort of started in a sense that to get it over the line, we needed some money. Yeah. Now, if you're a new sabbatical officer with this grand plan of starting a student radio station with no money, you have to try and work out, please, I hope nobody gets into trouble for this. So what Rob cleverly did was basically, from, from what I know, from my own memory, it's very faded, <laughs> is he said to the student union, I need some money, I need five grand. Well, I need 10 grand, actually, but I need, so five grand from you, five grand from the university. Is that doable? And the union said, yeah, if the university pay you five grand, we'll match it. So he went to the university and he said to the university, I need 10 grand total. Um, but obviously, if you're not going to be able to give us 10 grand. So if you just give us five grand and then the student union might give us five grand. So he basically told both sides that the others had agreed to the other five grand. And that's how we got our 10 grand. So that's how we started. Um, my other favourite thing is, which was slightly politics, student politics in action. Okay. So when I got elected to be station manager in 96, 97, we had the same problem. We had to, you know, get more money in again and yeah. to sign them off um, and, and all of that stuff. But <laughs> the system was that the sabbatical officers were there and then they had executive officers who were elected, but they but sat in the meet in the general sort of executive meetings so they you know we all had to say so there was like an executive officer for environment there was an executive officer for you know uh, mature students there was an executive officer for radio right and that's me and so what we slightly may have done is um, suggested to the some of the main presenters of the station to stand for election so they did stand for election and they did become executive officers of environment and of mature students and okay. various other things, unbeknownst to anybody noticing, including the president of the union. So we all sat in this room and the day comes up and I have to give this presentation as to why I need another £10,000 to carry on. And they're like, OK, but we can't, you know, we can't just hand it to you. You need to so I give this presentation and then... It goes to a vote. And of course, all the executive officers as well have a vote in it. So it gets passed that I get the money for the next financial year through the student union. And that's all fine. It's all signed yeah. off. And then I give the president of the student union at the time, Mike, a show on the station. He was a huge sports fan. Uh, he was a right. football fan. And he was really good at that. He used to do the show after my show on a weekend, which was the most ridiculous juncture ever because it's like from the campus sort of ridiculously pop program to the sport <laughs> program. I, I, I did it slightly on purpose. And I always used to play a really rubbish 
like Spice Girl song, just so he had to like be really Excuse like. Excuse you, there is no rubbish Spice Girl song. Please and thank you. Yeah, well, sorry. They were new at the time. Uh, it was only until the very last meeting that we all had, where he and we had a demon meeting as well, and, and Mike just looked around and he went, "Wait a minute, aren't you all executive officers of the student union?" And we'd be like, "Yeah," and so we'd slightly infiltrated the system uh, but <laughs> after that we became very sort of straight and narrow it was, it was all fine when Mike took over Mike Newman took over it was all fine after that but we had to fight to keep it going yes that was yes and I think sometimes the fight doesn't happen at Demon uh, Media anymore because it is taken for granted and it's just accepted that it's there and, 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 and sometimes you just need to make the point that we could have lost this several times in its history yeah uh, and it's still standing strong now. There's my there's my controversial anecdote that I probably shouldn't have said. I mean, if it comes to it, we can remove it. We love the tea, though. And I, I agree, again, not blaming anyone in particular or putting anyone on blast, but I think, yeah, the demon is taken advantage of in some ways because we do do a lot and we, we like to do it because it's content for us to work on and stuff and it's things for us to get involved in and get our teeth stuck into but yes i think you're right it is sort of just generally it's it's here so it can be taken advantage of at times i'm not going to go any further than that because no and and, and, but you know i I work a lot as a media consultant i work across different projects across the country but also i work a a lot with the student radio association the organization Mm. after student radio in the uk and there are certain universities uh, that, that do take it for granted and there are certain universities that really don't care. Um, so we are sort of lucky in, in, in some, some respects that, that, that it has got respect from the institution of, of Montford University. Yes. It's just important that the students who join always remember that it's something you have to keep reminding people of, uh, you know, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I'm really glad you're doing this. Uh, and, you know, the demon's done something and, you know, obviously FM's going to do um, its output is the fact that a new generation of people, you know, who are, who will be at the, the 50th uh, um, because they will be 25 years older, will be able to remember why they kept this going. And why. Yes. And I think that, I think that's, it's so therefore my history degree is clearly kicking in here. Um, <laughs> So, but it's really important because you know I have to go and talk to some universities and remind them as to how important it is for them to have a student media body. Um, and you'd be surprised, actually, uh, across the country, how difficult it is to try and remind them to to funnel some resource into that particular aspect of, of yeah. Of life. Because whilst yes, it's you know something that universities can utilise to help them with you know their marketing, branding, or whatever. You, you know, it is for the students at the end of the day. It's as you say, it's very much for the student experience and for people to dabble and try and explore and experience and learn new things and admittedly there are times when I think I've lost sight of that when I've been there because I've just been like right this this needs doing this work needs doing got to get this done and it's sort of overshadowed the fact that this is a playground for us basically to start with and just have some fun I mean anything that's work that's worth doing is going to be challenging at times absolutely Blumenau dissertation I've just done one but yeah you know it's as you say, student media, not just here at DMU, but everywhere. It's it's for the student. Yeah, for the yeah. students by the students. And that's the sentence. And you know, that that's 
it's a it's a brilliant thing. And you know, when when we were doing Starter Demon, we literally had you know like twelve people or something ridiculous, like in a really rubbish metal port. What they call not port cabins, they're called like a freight kind of. Like a, yes, the big they, metal crates that you get in shipyards and stuff. Yeah, the things you see on ships. Then uh, it was a brown one of them, um, <laughs> uh, brown and smaller boxy as we used to call it. But it it was metal and it was like ridiculously sort of health and safety, but I have a nightmare about it now. <laughs> but then from from there, from that sort of twelve ish, twenty odd people, became this thing, and and we had to you know fight for it especially because we were only on 28 days twice a year which was a bit random apart from being in the student union and then of course we, we end up getting a porter cabin with a window and when they used to bring the barrels in for the student union at a certain time in the morning the thing would shake so they rolled them off it was like one of those um, but but that's just that's how student media evolves and develops you know it, it gets itself it becomes stronger and you, the fight is stronger and you know some of those people who who were in the first um carried on through you know were not just media students they came from across the campus they came from right. um, they you know they were either doing fashion design or they were doing you know, building surveyors or music or history uh, and they added to the sort of experience for the audience because they weren't just talking about media stuff they were talking about things that that they just did and i think even if you don't go into the media industry after being in student media the experience of student media gives you so many more life experiences absolutely again just the skills that you learn from it again a lot of the people that i've spoken to previously have said especially in terms of like you know their charismatic ability and their ability to present themselves or projects in the work they do now a lot of that and that the confidence to speak publicly they learned from their time yeah. well specifically just doing demon fm alone where they were had a show and they learned how to speak and project and you know conduct themselves and you come away with an appreciation for the work that goes into making such things and it's a lot of it is transferable regardless of what career field you go in true one of my friends phil uh, who's a building surveyor and he was a demon uh, in the sort of year that i was running it i guess uh, also and he doesn't do anything obviously clearly in media but he says always says to me that that when he has to do a presentation in front of huge clients uh, you know big big clients uh, he always remembers where he learned that presentation skill because he didn't learn that really in school um, he learned it not in his course uh, he learned it through doing demon and being able to put a stage up and be yourself and and present confidently yes. about who you are and i think that's the thing that um, whether you're behind the camera, in front of the camera, behind the mic or in front of the mic, it doesn't matter. Or if you're writing uh, or editing um, the, the magazine or, or whatever, it's that stuff that's going to allow you to be better in whatever you end up doing. Yeah. You know, my mum still wants me to be a history teacher, but I, I know I'd be quite a good one. But I know the reason I'd be a good one is because of how I'm able to sit in front of a load of people and talk. Yes. Uh, that came from my confidence coming from Demon. So, you know, it's all it all has a sliding scale, of course. Um, yeah. But you know, you could end up working in the music industry or the or the marketing world or sponsorship or whatever. You know, it, or be a building surveyor and you know what a charity or, or it doesn't matter what it is. But the skill set you 
the discipline you get from being a demon is, is, is invaluable, I think. Absolutely. One of my friends in my time there who did um, masters in pharmacy has no interest in going into pharmacies looking for um, work in radio because he loved his time doing it that much. And he's so good at it because I've listened to his shows. And he's so confident when he speaks and he's very very distinguished in a person i'll just say it shout out to jacob love you jacob um lovely lovely man and it was a pleasure to actually work with jacob and and i think jacob is probably the last station manager i probably saw uh, or at least maybe that maybe uh, but it, yes uh, when you when you realize actually you haven't seen people for a long time but you know i was i was sitting at, you know in at uh, university when we had to um, make a decision about the, uh, the community radio station license, but yes, uh, and he had a lot of flack from that, and it was unfair. yes, he did, yeah, bless him. It was it was not fair. He's a great guy, but I know that I used to sit with him, and he'd be like, "I've got to go to a pharmacy thing now." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, um, and it was, but it was quite refreshing to know that the station still has people who do different disciplines. You know? Oh yeah, you don't want a load of people who just do media because that's really boring. I think now perhaps there is a sort of naturally it draws in students that do like media production or journalism because you can they can see well speaking for myself as well I could see where it would intercross and they would complement each other but yeah no like in my time alone we've had my friend Hannah who shout out to Hannah she did forensic science I believe or criminology one of the two and she came in and did a show and she loved her music and I think she does a radio show now We've got our lovely secretary, Kat Markham, this year, who I think she's a politics student. And she sort of came on to the one demon meeting in her first year to accompany a friend and got roped in. And she's is so involved. She's an absolute angel. And as I say, Jacob was a pharmacy student and, and just, he wants that career in radio instead of in pharmacy now. Yeah, I just think that's wonderful that it does hook people's attention it's not exclusively for the people that do media production or journalism and stuff like that yes it helps probably on an academic level but also in terms of just a fun experience level it's for anyone and everyone because everyone that joins is most likely a beginner you know no one's going to go in an expert you may, have done, same you, may, you may have done something for your student paper. You may have done something uh, if you have um, done media at, at school. You may have done some community radio, but no, you, you're, you're going to be a bit of a novice. Um, yeah. And that's what student radio and student media is a brilliant place to sort of cut your teeth because you can make mistakes. You can, as long as you're within the boundaries of, of, of you know, the guidelines, you can do all of those things. And that's how you become a better rounded media person if that's the field you want to go into. And, and I've always said this about Demon FM and then therefore Demon Media as, as a sort of branch of that. I felt our essence as a station was that we were there to have fun first and foremost and there to have a great experience at the same time but as long as the audience listened to it or, or got what we were talking about but you know, there was two things happening at the same time having fun and getting experience and it didn't matter if you wanted to just do it for the fun uh, yeah. and not because you wanted to be the next Greg James or you wanted to be you know a TV star or whatever yeah it was, it was because you were doing it because that's what you wanted to do. And that was the thing that you chose to do at the university yeah. uh, as your extra bit of your student social life. 
if you go into work, work in media, then that's a brilliant bonus, like yes. I did. But if you end up going into another field, it doesn't matter. The fact is, he was still a demon, and you still had a great time, and you made some great friends, and you had a great experience. And I think, I hope that that one of the things I kept trying to like motivate into the DNA of the station was was that really. You know, I remember going to uh, Rob because um, I was obviously first year naive. Ah, um, <laughs> and he sent me off to a student radio conference, right? And he just said, "And there's this thing called the Student Radio Association." I think we should sort of do something with it. And it was very newish at the time. Right. And he was like, who, who, who would go? Who, who want to go? Looks at me as the first year going, uh, and he sent, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said, right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's in Liverpool and it's in, you know, the spring or April weather. So if you want to just go away and, uh, tell us what happens and then come back and, so off I go to a student radio conference on my own, which I do remind the Student Radio Association executive that being a student on your own in an SRA con is quite intimidating. <laughs> and I am quite good at spotting the person who's on their own because I've been that person. Oh, yeah. uh, and Demon was literally six months old, if that. And there I am. They're all going, so where are you from? I'm like, uh, Demon FM? No, never heard of it. No, because it's new. And sat in this conference being wowed by this knowledge of other stations and other parts of the country uh, and all this industry people that were like famous people. And they, and I sat, I la- they launched the Student Ready Awards at this particular conference, right? Okay. As you do. Yeah. Which I end up in the future running, but <laughs> in some weird capacity and still sort of involved. So I'm sitting there and the the controller of Radio 1 is making this speech with Nick, the chair of the Student Radio Association. And he says, we're going to launch the Student Radio Awards. It's going to be this. It's going to be in London. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Mm. And he then says, oh, and he had a pager. Oh, I mean, literally. Uh, He had a pager. (laughs) Very 90s. Yeah. Nobody, like, in the last... 10, 15 years will know what I'm talking about now, but it buzzes and he says, oh, I have to go, I'm afraid. Sorry, I just have to cut this very short because um, Bruno Brooks, who was the presenter of the chart show, uh, has just decided to resign. So I have to go now. And now in, in this day and age, you know, if Ali had said something like that, then everybody would be like, on Twitter. <laughs> so we were like, what? Like, so, so that will happen. But my point of the story is, I came back to Montford and I came to the team and I said to Bob, we've got to get involved in this. We've got to be on this national platform. We've got to be part of this student association. And he was like, if you think so, I said, it's going to cost us like 50 quid or something. And right. he was like, fine, don't worry, we'll do that. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's things like that. And, and NASTA, uh, you know, and, and all those, all of those things that, that all of a sudden, it's, it's just accepted that Demon is part of it in a national yes. platform. And I think it, it did, it allowed us to be able to take this, the station out of Leicester and see the, the wider world. And I think that those sorts of things are really important as well. You know, when you, when you go meet the other people, you know, you get inspired by it and you come back and you go, we can do this better. You know, now we understand, because nobody wants to listen to everybody else or watch anybody else. It's just about improving yourself. So anyway, I don't know how I got to that, that, that story, but there it goes. It just popped into my head. No, no. I mean, you've, 
basically, because I was going to ask if there's any, you know, stories or things that you wanted to go into further detail about. So I, I think you've done that. Shall I tell you about quickly about the time? So we had lots of fun times being when I was. Yeah, yeah. Let's go into some of the more whimsical, funnier moments. Sure, they're whimsical. I remember when we were starting the second license, the second coming, as we like to call it, of course. <laughs> I remember Norm, who was our engineer, was literally, and Norm will listen, Norm will listen to this. I remember being on, I think I was one of the first presenters or something on, on the, the second license and in this Newport cabin. And we were still making the technical stuff work in, and as we were about to start the launch and it had to start at a specific time in like 12 o'clock or whatever. Okay. And I remember Norm was like on the floor trying to wire things in and the microphone wasn't like stand up properly and trying to load in the jingles that we'd had made all very expensive obviously that ten thousand pounds came in handy uh, and we did all this stuff and it was but i remember being like almost going live as it were and it all still being like put together hmm. uh, and we lived in that place so much we would like we were there like more than and i got a stomach ulcer by the way uh, for being a demon fm station manager because i because i because <laughs> i used to do the lunchtime though did you get a stomach ulcer <laughs> no, migraines mostly. Um, <laughs> what a stomach ulcer! What was that? Stress induced or yeah, yeah, yeah. stress? Also, Lord. a lesson to all: if you are stressed and don't eat, and all you do is, like, and I've seen the lunchtime program. Remember, so I was like, I don't say remember. Nobody's going to remember that. But I would not have lunch because I'd be thinking about the program. Then I'd do the lunchtime program. Then it would be like two o'clock. Then something will happen. And then I'd, I'd be in meetings or something. And then I'd do a call, like I'd do some studying at some point in the, in the day. And then it'd get to like five o'clock. And traditionally, as I would do, this is typically me, I would go and have a pint in the student union and some chips. And that would be my sort of day. So I'd have coffee and then chips and pint. And so it's like 28 <laughs> days of this. And the stress on top, and, and so I, I got really, I got really ill. But that was the stress of, of running demon. And then, and then the, my lecturer wanted to sort of fail me on a course and uh, on a, a module. And he said, it's, my, it's, "It's Italian history." I hated it. And I went had to go and have a meeting with him. And I'd come off air, and I went to his office, and there was the there was this university staff newsletter thing on his desk, and it had a big spread about demon on it. And he had his mug next to it. And he went, I just don't understand why you've done so well so far, but you've just, why did you flunk this module? Yeah. As he takes his coffee cup up. And I said, that is the reason why I flunked. <laughs> and he went, oh, you do that. I was like, that's why I always run out of a lecture just before it finishes. Yes. But, but yeah, so we had, there were some great times. We had some amazing times. We went to lots of different conferences we had. We invented the demon drink. Oh, okay. Uh, what's this demon drink? I need to hear about this because we keep talking. We've spoken a lot in our year about creating a demon cocktail and we're not sure what to call it. But what is this demon drink? I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to have to ask. I think it was Ian Ramsey who was, was at the um, big uh, cheese build-up uh, on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> he, I think it was him that came up with it. But it was... We, oh God, I mean, it just shows you how bonkers we were. You know, we... It was red in colour, so we on point on brand, yeah. I think it had gin and vodka or some combination of that type of thing, but it was definitely there was there was a lot of and maybe for Demon Twenty Five's party, if we ever have one, we should maybe reinvent it. 
and we could all find out which versions of it. It's like Helsinki's buckets. It's like, <laughs> but we create it in versions. Oh, I'm going to cry when we go to Helsinki again. Yeah, I've just... I think we should. And if Helsinki is still open and listening, we will be there. Um, <laughs> we, we, one year, we we were so ridiculous. I think it might well, would have been in my year, um, but we were so stupid that we, we it was selling quite well. Uh, and we got plastic pint glasses made with the logo on it. So when you had it, it, was, it had a red background and a black logo on it. Yes. It was our promo for people holding the demon drink. I love that. I want to recreate that. We need to bring back merch. We need to do this. We need we to think do. about it. I'm desperate to get a hoodie. First year, I don't know why I didn't. And then second year with how second year turned out. And then this year, he's trying to sort merch out. It's been a bit of a palaver from what I can tell. But yeah, we need merch. I want the pint glass. I want the hoodie. I want it all. I want it branded on me. We had so many ridiculous things. We were one of the first stations in the country to have merch, like proper Radio 1. Official merch. Yeah. we were the first ones to turn up at a conference. I remember we went to Sheffield or something, and um, it was the, it was Guinness sponsored, just as an FYI. <laughs> uh, and we all had polo shirts with it, embroidered our logo and the year that we were in on it. One of the first ones, and everybody thought we were complete tossers. And but now look at them all. I was going to uh, say trendsetters. That's on them for not being as committed to get you guys strolled up to that conference and were like. Hey, Flops, we're here. Look who's turned up. Where are you all from again? Who cares? If anything, that's a sign of confidence to me. And confidence is key, they say. So you started a trend there. We were pretty confident. We were, we were, we had a thing to fight for. You know, we were, we were yeah. the new kids on the block and we wanted to make a noise and, and song and dance about it. So many things are popping into my head, which I can't go into. But it was like we went. We had we had car stickers, obviously, in the whole, in the old days. We had car stickers. We had matches, matchboxes that you could pick up from reception when people could smoke. A different uh, time. <laughs> a very, very different time. But be, like you'd go to someone's party in a house, and they would be there. Like that's really weird. Like it's a demon merch sitting in someone's random house on an arm. And then we did all that stuff, and then. Everybody else, like LSR in Leeds, they decided to take on the, the same sort of thing. They like that, and they're, they're still very like that. But we, me and John Bowne, who was the VP comms or communications officer when I was station manager, we did do something really ridiculous, uh, and I, I'm slightly regretful of it, but I don't know why. In a moment of panic and, and ego, we got like bomber jackets, like puffer jackets, embroidered with the logo and our name and our title which says it all. And we had them, um, I mean, we used to go to things with them on. But the, it, oh, so love embarrassing. But, no, love that. Again, we, that confidence. It was confident. Well, it, it all came from the fact that we saw the sports societies walking around in their DMU tops with saying what they did. And we oh, were, like varsity jackets and stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, URB in Bath, they have URB varsity jackets and they look very oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they were wandering around campus and they're saying, you know, I'm from the football team, it's all wonderful. And they're thinking, hang on a minute, what about us? So yeah. um, we were very good at the marketing bit. We spent a fortune on printing things out. We had great graphics designed mm. uh, by, 
you know, even the, the original logo was a competition uh, in the paper by and a student designed the first logo, That's which was cool. technically a competition of the university's logo, but I don't think they noticed. Uh, but because we had no other way of, of getting people to understand that we were there, we were then there for 28 days or whatever. So, yeah, we'd have pictures of the station, like we'd have a photo shoot of the presenters and we'd have that all in, this, in the student union bar. So it was a very much a team effort, uh, as it still is. The only thing I was going to say was the only downside of, of, of my time there was when we finished the licence. And there's a slight upside to the story, by the way, but it start, it's quite dark. Yeah. So we finished the licence. And the licence used to have, like, the breakfast presenter and the evening, like, late presenter. And so they'd have a key to lock up the studio outside. And 28 days go by, different people doing it have the final show, finish at midnight, we'll go to whatever we went to yeah. and get very drunk as, as a demon would. And next morning, very hungover, very tired, exhausted from the whole world, with stomach ulcer. And, and get a phone call to say, you need to come to uni. And I was like, why? Well, you need to just come to the university. Oh no, oh no. And somebody had managed to um, get a key cut and stole all the equipment of the station. Oh my god! I know that must have been an inside job if they struck the moment after the last show. They, they did it after we'd all gone out. Oh, um, we still never found out who it was, but that was awful, and and it was just oh. a, a really massive low point. However, if, first of all, they were considerate enough to leave us to the end, so. Yeah. So that, that was that was a nice. thief, but a polite thief nonetheless. Polite one, yeah. Respectful of this twenty-eight days. And the second mm-hmm. thing was, we did manage to get into the Leicester Mercury, and I, and I managed to do a big sob story piece about it, uh, which gave us a lot of publicity in Leicester. So we were quids in in the end, but it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> but it was. Um, well, we weren't quids in at all. Actually, we lost a lot of money. But it was. Um, it was one of those bizarre moments where. You don't expect that from your family. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's very much a family, the amount of work that goes into it and that you come to obviously understand and respect and want to help each other. So yeah, that's um I hope whoever stole the equipment has suffered since then. Well, we never know and it's well, but you know, in, in demon terms, you know, the devil did something. So um <laughs> But you know, and, and the station has had some highs and it's had some lows. It's had yeah. some very dark times where we just didn't know what the hell was going to happen with mm. it. But then from that, we get Demon Media, and and I think what you know, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and song. if any anyone can go through hell, it's Demon. It's demon. <laughs> I was thinking. Um, of, I was thinking. Of, how many times do you think in my life, in twenty five years, I've said the word Demon? I'm thinking, I must have said it like millions of times. I was going to say, if you earned a penny for every time you said it, how much money do you think you'd have by now? Shit, <laughs> Be rich, rich. <laughs> I mean, I sort of just have one or two more questions for you. The first question is, and I love this question because I love the answers that it gets. Is there a particular song at all that reminds you of your time, not just within Demon, but at De Montfort University as a whole? Was there a song of one particular year that just, it was always there, present, or reminds you of a particular particular event or time? 
oh, so many. Um, and I think for Demon 25, I think there will be a playlist somewhere um, of, of all these different songs, I think. Um, we used to have, uh, when, when we did Demon 5, I think we did a, a, a five years worth of, of tracks that defined it. So many. Um, I, I, I know what the one I'm really thinking of, but uh, Take That, um, Never Forget, was huge at the particular point where mm-hmm. at the Cheese at the Student Union on a Saturday night, they'd play at the end if it wasn't Hey Jude. Uh, um, so that was one that reminds me of being a student and probably everybody of my age um, of being that time. When I have been asked back to do demon shows, which is not very often, obviously, but when I have been asked to do things, um, the one I always think of is Brimful of Asher, because I just think it just it just reminds a they were from Leicester, yeah. um, and b uh, it just reminds me of Demon and playing it for the first time, the remix, obviously, the Norman Cook remix, I think it was. I mean, there's just so many. It is hard to pinpoint it. So it's- even like Fast Love by George Michael was. was yeah. Uh, when we were on great song a great song and I still know man John and I still probably do it even in our heads you know there's a point where you put the fade down you know that he's actually going to start to sing um, <laughs> it, it's a brilliant thing and uh, but, and they're also it's it's so crackers isn't it when when things just take you back to being there and, and you yeah. it's like show the armour I used to play her it was just um, Mark Morrison Return of the Mac um, we used to play him now, there's a song. He's from Leicester. Now, yeah. I threw him out of a house party when I was station manager. <gasps> and then on the Thursday afterwards, he turned up on Top of the Pops and he was number one. But I didn't realise that because he kept switching the light switches off. It was really getting on my nerves. Didn't know that. <laughs> uh, he was who he was. But I used to play You'd Like This. And I think I'm the only person in the world that's probably ever played it. It was Madonna doing a Vita, <gasps> the dance remix. It was, There's a dance oh, remix? Yeah, I think I've still got a copy somewhere I'll find it on YouTube I'll give it a go I do love my Madonna Mostly old school Madonna More recent Madonna Not really giving it a chance But oh my, I love Evita So I will have to search that And live my best life to it We'll add it yeah. to the playlist <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean so many And so many things across time that remind me of, of being part of the family of Demon. You know, when you go to events and certain tracks are, are so prevalent, you know. Yes. Because I've been involved in, in it for such a long time, I have a strange sort of timeline it, of song. It would be difficult me. to name just the one as well. well yeah. Well, the, last, the last time I was on, when they asked me to do a training day and I did a show, and the playlist was, you know, not really mine necessarily. Stormzy just won a Brit and I had to play Stormzy and that was weird <laughs> so I, whenever I hear that big few boots and I, I okay have, there yeah, yeah when I hear it I just think how ridiculous I must have sounded back announcing Stormzy on Demon <laughs> but, no uh, I have lots of things they, they do stick in your brain especially when you're on a night out and it happens to come on in a club or in a bar or something you know like <gasps> you like do a Sherlock Mind Palace thing there as you say it just it's surprising how it just takes you back and obviously I'm still fresh out the gate from it all so the fact that it does it to me it's 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 weird but wonderful and yeah it's it's always interesting to hear what songs remind people and why okay so my last sort of question for you is do you have any Parting advice or final words you want to say before we wrap up? Any powers of wisdom, any tips and tricks that you want to share? 
Oh, God. Um, I would say just get involved as much as you possibly can. The degree is going to cost you, obviously, but the experience of doing something like Demon Media will add huge value yeah. to your university life experience. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think that's really important. Um, so, yeah, you get out of it what you put in, in any aspect of it. It doesn't matter. It will always stand you in good stead. I would say that you just need to go into it with open eyes and just go, right, in the the deep end, I'm I'm here to learn, and you'll get a lot out of that. Um, And ultimately, going back to the DNA of of what I think the station is, is is to learn something and enjoy it. Enjoy the experience, enjoy having that time, being part of it and being a demon. I think it's really, really important. And I think the phrase I have to say is, once you've done all of that stuff, um, I think it's famous now that once you're a demon, you're always a demon. Always a demon. Yeah, it's a it's a binding contract. It's whether you like it or not, you're part of the fam. You're a demon spawn now. That's not the best way to put that. <laughs> you're an, you're just a demon eye. A demon eye. That's the nice nice term for it. I absolutely agree. Demon very much. You get out what you put into it and just make the most of your time there. You do it for the fun. A bonus of it is it's a great flex on your CV and your employers are like, oh, Demon Media, what, what, what's that? Sounds a bit insidious. Oh, no, 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 no. It was all good fun. I presented a radio show. I got behind a camera. I was a, a script writer. I designed magazine layouts. It's, it's, it's just really good fun. And you get to do all the things that you can say, well, I've done that already. Or these versions of, you know, or we did something like this there and we could do it here in a brainstorm. Mm. I mean, you know, but it's, it, it is the confidence that, that you get from it, I think. And it's huge. And the countless years after that, I've been involved in, in the station and in the media across, across the years. And, you know, you make some great friends uh, of, of different years and different ages and different, backgrounds and stuff it's fantastic it's a it's a brilliant well thank you so so much for giving up some of your time to do this little conversation today chris i understand you're a busy bee normally you spin a lot of plates you're involved with a lot of creative projects and people up and down the country so thank you so much for taking the time to join us today tell us the origins of how this wondrous organization and how it started and I think I speak on behalf of every demon when I say thanks to you and your peers that founded it all. Those, I won't say many years ago, those some years fa- ago. fair few years ago. Yes, yes. As I say, everyone I've spoke to has said what a key part of their university experience it was. And yeah, I, I just can't imagine what my uni experience would have been without it. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. And uh, on behalf of the original founding fathers, uh, thank you uh, as well, because without you guys, we wouldn't be celebrating 25 years. And we would have, as I said earlier, we would have been celebrating one or two. So uh, it, it, does, it does take on uh, its own sort of uh, sense of momentum. Uh, Dean Media was, you know, it would, may have always been a radio station. Would it have been this successful? I don't know, but it's, it all came down to the fact that, that it was about people's passion about it. There was, certainly would have been a, a newspaper and would there have been a TV station? Who knows? But, you know, it takes demons to take it forward. And I think that's what's important. Um, 
And I think, you know, you guys in this last year or so have had such a difficult time of, of, of everything going on that it's incredible. It's still standing strong and still, you know, being nominated and uh, for awards and things like that, you know, in TV, in, in, in journalism and uh, in radio. So as a person from back in the day, I would say uh, congratulations to you guys as well and um, happy birthday for still being here. Yes, happy birthday to Demon. 25, quarter of a century, if you think about it. Oh God, I wonder if I'll be there for Demon 75. Pro- mm, yes, I might be. How old will I be then? 75. Um, I won't yeah. be. I'll be dead. You never know. We might have a transfer of conscience into robot bodies by then. We don't know the way science is going. I could be like frozen. Like, like I can be frozen in time. <laughs> right, technically like. frozen. Yeah. And we just we, we wheel you out once or twice a year for an SRA con. <laughs> I mean, the irony of ironies is, was I did bring it to, to the 18th birthday. I did get two ice sculptures made. Um, uh, yeah, of the old and new logos. So maybe instead of an ice sculpture, just bring me out in, in a block of ice. <laughs> you just gradually defrost through. The night. Yeah, and you will leave me in the union. Uh, I'd be like, is that is that like Chris North that's just out there in in the arms? <laughs> yes, the original Chris North, uh, <laughs> not the clone one. That no, <laughs> one's enough. Thank you so much for doing this, mate. I really appreciate it. It's, it's no, really my absolute pleasure. It's been so lovely to speak to everyone and get to hear the stories and just it's it's putting it in perspective. It's made me realise. What the scope and the scale and the just how wonderful and it all is. So I'm just grateful as a whole for Demon to have existed. Well, there you go. But thank you so much, Chris. Once again, as I say, I know you're a busy bee, and it's been wonderful hearing the stories and the behind the scenes, as it were, the origins. Um, and yes, uh, hopefully soon I'll see you in person. We can go to Helsinki. We can get one of those sandcastle buckets. Not for sharing, obviously. Who shares a picture? Um, we can live at large and celebrate Demon's 25th birthday in style. Absolutely. Look forward to that. You take yes. care. Take care, Chris. Thank you. Always take care. Bye. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.